It's been just under two months since I started this podcast, and I really want to thank all of you who have tuned in, who've left a review or sent an encouraging message. It is really nice to hear how God is working, already working, using this podcast to make a difference in your life. And I would like to read a review from Didi, and this review just warms my heart. Didi wrote, Hi, sister friend, just finished listening to your podcast. Wow, amazing content. So proud of you for following through on your yes to God. You specialize in areas I struggle with, but stifle myself from getting help. And I do want healing. Didi, thank you so much for taking the time to write in. I am so glad to hear that you've recognized your areas of struggle and challenges around seeking help. This is a very important first step. I also hear your desire for healing and God knows that as well. So I encourage you to keep seeking God and his plan for your healing. Blessings, my sister friend. I'm so excited about your healing. Hey, sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing podcast. I'm Jenny L. Taylor, a trauma coach, trauma thriver, and daughter of God, living loved. This space is for you, sisters, who want to begin healing and living fully, but the effects of childhood trauma keeps you stuck, scared, and unfulfilled. I'm so glad you're here. In this podcast, you'll receive trauma education, practical strategies, biblical applications, and motivational tips to support your trauma healing journey. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's get started. This Wednesday, August 30th, has been designated National Grief Awareness Day, and While we know that grief is not and cannot be confined to just one day, it is also really good to know that across the world, people are being intentional in creating conversations about grief and in also creating the space where those who are hurting can be heard. In today's episode, I will share some ways that you can get involved in sharing your grief and holding space for others who are also hurting. Survivors of childhood trauma often experience compounding grief, and by that I mean they experience one loss after another, and it's often in a short space of time. Depending on the type of trauma experience, the losses are wide-ranging. They can range from the loss of innocence, loss of identity, structure, sense of physical safety, emotional safety. There could be a loss of control over one's bodies, the situations that the child finds themselves in, and how they are treated. There is a loss of opportunity for secure attachment with the primary caregiver, and also sometimes there is a loss of the meaning to life. As the child continues to grow, if these losses are not addressed, the effects can begin to pile up, and with each loss, the person experiences more and more grief or deeper and deeper wounds. Unaddressed grief contributes to mental and physical symptoms like depression, frequent mood changes, or difficulty managing emotions. It can also lead to destructive coping habits or disconnecting from people and the world. 
I believe that many trauma survivors carry around a lot of grief that is yet to be acknowledged and addressed. And in this episode, I will be inviting you to explore some of the wounds that cause you to hold grief in your heart. But this episode would not ask you to look at your deepest, most painful wounds, because that type of processing is best done with a trusted other. If you know that you have a deep wound that needs to be grieved, I encourage you to reach out to a trained professional and get the help and the support you need. As National Grief Awareness Day approaches, I would like to invite you to take one small step towards acknowledging that you have experienced events and things that have hurt you. Many women of color feel a pressure to live up to this image of the strong woman, And while there are admirable characteristics of that term, it is unhealthy if it results in a woman who does not acknowledge her pain, who sees crying as a sign of weakness, or minimizes the fact that vulnerability is a part of the human experience. I understand that trauma histories often play into the pursuit of this image and survivors learn to put on a brave face and be strong to protect themselves from danger. This is a coping strategy that has worked for many at one point or or the other. And now I invite you to consider looking at yourself in a different light. Look at yourself as a daughter of God who is in pain and in need of comfort. Here are three activities that you can do this week to mark or commemorate National Grief Awareness Day. So activity number one, by now you know I am all about incorporating support into your journey. And of course, being the person that I am, I will go to the heavenly resource first. When I dealt with grief, sometimes I could not find the words to describe my emotions. And in those situations, I found it helpful to use psalms of lament to start sharing what was on my heart. King David and the other psalmists were pros at lamenting. They would pour out their hearts to God in such poetic language. It is okay to lament, my sisters. God wants you to pour out your heart to him. Psalm 56, 8 reminds us that God keeps track of all our sorrows. He collects all of our tears in his bottle. He records each one in his book. Now, God doesn't do this for kicks. This is an act of love and care. Whatever grabs God's attention holds space in his heart. So do you have a favorite psalm of lament? In the past, I've used Psalm 86 because it provides a space to cry out to God and it also interweaves praises as well. Look up your preferred translation and try using it as a prompt to begin opening up to God about how you feel. Another one of my go-to Psalms is Psalm 88. I read this one in the New Living Translation and it is a Psalm of suffering and affliction. And to demonstrate what the lamenting would look like, I'll just read the first seven verses for you. O Lord God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day. I come to you at night. Now hear my prayer. Listen to my cry. For my life is full of troubles and death draws near. I am as good as dead, like a strong man with no strength left. 
They have left me among the dead and I lie like a corpse in a grave. I am forgotten, cut off from your care. You have thrown me in the deepest pit, into the darkest depths. Your anger weighs down on me. With wave after wave, you engulf me. This entire psalm is full of lament and it's an honest psalm because sometimes in the depth of our pain, we know that God is in control, yet we don't understand why he allows certain things to happen and some of that pain is directed to God. In this passage, Haman the Ezraite says things like, God, you have left me. You have thrown me into the darkest pit. Why do you reject me? I can just imagine the depth of pain that would have caused the author to say such words. You might be feeling uncomfortable speaking to God like this, and perhaps it might even sound unthinkable to you. But it is always wise to be completely honest with God about your feelings. Psalms 139 tells us that God knows everything about you. When you sit down, when you stand up, he knows your thoughts even when you are far away. God knows what you are going to say even before you say it. And he wants you to get to the place where you trust him enough to be utterly and completely emotionally naked before him. You see, God can handle your emotions. So get honest with him because God wants to heal who you are, not who you pretend to be. If you have struggled to get honest with God, don't feel bad about it. You know, God is patient. He is kind. He is long-suffering. Begin by acknowledging where you are and you can ask God to help you get to that place where you can be more open with him. If you are ready to do this activity in preparation for Wednesday, then go ahead and include a psalm of lament in your devotional time with God. Acknowledge what grieves you and give it to him. Don't rush through this process though. Set aside adequate time where you can be alone with God and not feel rushed. Take your time with this, knowing that God cares and wants to hear what you have to say. When you have shared what's on your heart, journal about your experience with God if you feel comfortable writing about it. You can incorporate one of your favorite sounds of comfort as a part of your devotional process. I like to end a season of lament with something hopeful. Even if I don't feel it in the moment, I like to give praise to God because I know he cares and he is God. One scripture I repeat often is Psalm 84, 11 and 12. And it says, For the Lord God is our sun and our shield. He gives us grace and glory. The Lord will withhold no good thing from those who do what is right. O Lord of heaven's armies, what joy for those who trust in you. Another one of the impacts of childhood trauma is feelings of isolation and actually isolating from others. Survivors tend to think they are all alone, they believe they can't depend on anyone, and this isn't always fully true. Yes, you are the only one who's had your experience in your context and responds to it in your way because of your characteristics and history. But know that there are other women who can identify with the grieving process and who may have stories very similar to yours. You may have to learn to trust others and exercise enough courage to take the brave step of sharing your heart. This is wise. It takes time to develop trust when you've been hurt in the past. 
However, know that you are not alone in this process. For this step, activity number two, I want you to consider asking one sister friend that you can trust with some of your experiences. You get to choose what you are comfortable sharing at this point. Choose a sister who will listen and who would also share a bit of her life story with you. So it will be more of a supportive exchange. This episode is being released on Monday, August 28th, and National Grief Awareness Day is in two days, on August 30th. If you are listening today, Monday, take the day to prayerfully consider who this person could be for you. And between today and tomorrow, reach out and invite this lady to have a conversation with you, to go for a walk or engage in an activity where you can both share hurts that you are comfortable sharing and provide space for each other to be seen, heard, and supported. I am not kidding when I say pray for someone to confide in because this is exactly what I did. Just over a decade ago, I desperately needed someone to talk to, uh, but I didn't feel like I could trust anyone with what was in my heart. However, I knew that if I did not begin talking about my pain, I would either implode or explode. At that time, I can't say that I fully trusted God either, and I can do a whole episode on how trauma can also affect our ability to trust God. But that's for a different day. For today, I will share how I got my friend, my prayer partner, who is journeying with me and has been journeying with me ever since. I knew this godly woman at my church and we served in ministry together. She was always very kind to me. When I cried out to God for someone to talk to, she came to mind. But of course, I was still very scared to approach her. In that season of my life, I would ask God for signs because I could trust what I could see at that point. And sister friends, God is so good. He will work with you where you are and do what he knows will help you to build faith in him. On a particularly painful day, this woman was on my mind. I knew that she had plans to go on holiday and she was out of the country, but I didn't know when she would be back. That day, I said a prayer to God and my prayer was this, Lord, if I can trust this woman with my pain and with my story, Let her call me today between 3 and 4 p.m. Not too hard for God, right? Well, God went above and beyond. That same day, I don't remember the exact time, but it was between 3 and 4 p.m. My doorbell rang. I went to the door not thinking about my prayer because I asked for a phone call, right? When I opened the door, it was that same dear woman and her husband. They lived in the same neighborhood and they were out for a walk, so they decided to take a detour from their usual walking path up my street. And people, I have to say, there was nothing to see up my street. I was the last house in a new development on a dead-end road. When I opened the door, they said, Hi, we just came back from our holiday and we were out for a walk. We knew that you lived on this street and remembered you saying that you were the last house. So we thought we would ring the doorbell and just say hi. Oh, I had goosebumps all day and all night. I got the answer to my prayer. 
I trusted God enough to step into conversation with this dear sister. And this was the start of me sharing my heart with another sister friend, which turned into a prayer partnership and a deeply authentic relationship that is still going today. Who comes to mind when you think of this woman? Who can you invite into this exercise with you? Ask God who he wants to connect you with. You can share this podcast with your friend so that she can get prepared and know what to expect. And if you can schedule the supportive activity for this Wednesday, great. But it doesn't have to be confined to that day just because it's National Grief Awareness Day. At the end of your meeting, consider making it a regular exchange so you both can have support moving forward. There is one final activity I want to cover, and this is for my sisters who are a bit more introverted. If you are introverted and the thought of reaching out to someone just terrifies you, or perhaps you're just not ready to share your grief with another human being yet, this is okay. You could choose to do a self-soothing activity on Wednesday that allows you to be still with yourself, with God, and with your thoughts. Take time to notice your emotions, reflect on your hurts, and acknowledge what is there. Activities could include taking a pampering bath or going on a walk, going to the sauna, drawing, painting, singing, journaling. The possibilities are endless. Choose an activity that requires low energy and low effort because you want one that is enjoyable, that would not take away too much from the reflecting process. The goal here is to be still and take time to acknowledge your pain. And be sure to set aside enough time based on the type of activity you've chosen and make sure the activity suits your comfort level. Whatever you choose to do, just remember that God is with you in the process and you are not alone. As the world gets ready to engage or to mark National Grief Awareness Day, these are three suggestions of activities that you can do this week. Whatever activities you choose, it does not have to end there. These practices can be repeated daily or weekly, and it can be a source of long-term support for you in your healing journey. When you're doing the activity as well, I also want to invite you to pray for the people across the globe who are also hurting. There is such power in united prayer. In fact, allow me to say a prayer with you right now. Dear God, as we read in the book of Psalms, we know that you see our hearts. You know our pain. Pain is not foreign to you. You know what it's like to experience loss, to grieve, to experience abuse. Across the world this week, we are coming together to mark National Grief Awareness Day. Our grief is not limited to one day, God. Many of us go through pain day after day. We feel like we have no one to turn to, but we know that you are a great comforter. You are always there with us, beside us. And as your daughters, we know that you live inside our hearts and you long to give us peace and comfort and the abundant life that you died to provide for us. So I lift up my sisters across the globe at this time. We know that our brothers are in pain also, and I do pray for them. And I just want to spend a little time focusing on my sisters 
that you would guide them through this week and the activities that they choose to do. May they feel your presence near to them. May they come to a deeper understanding of just how much and how deeply you love them and care about everything that concerns them. There are responsibilities that are tailor-made to women that others would not understand. Be with them in those responsibilities. Give them wisdom. Give them discernment to live, to act, to think in a way that is pleasing to you and honoring to your name and that also brings them comfort and joy. For our brothers, you know that they also have responsibilities that are tailor-made to them. Guide them, O God. Give them discernment and wisdom also. Give them the courage and the space to also acknowledge and share their hurts. In a society where men too are called to be the strong ones, not be vulnerable, I pray, God, that you would oppress upon them that they too are human. And if our Lord and Savior could weep, how much more can they weep and acknowledge their pain? I pray for our little children, O God, the vulnerable amongst us, who are looking to the adults to know how to navigate this world. Yet so many of them go through so much pain. Dear God, put a hedge of protection around your children. And by your children, I'm praying for the little ones, the older ones of every age, because we all belong to you. Accept our prayer. Take our grief. Exchange our sorrows for joy. This is the prayer I pray in the name of Jesus. Addressing and dealing with grief is not easy, but it is healthy. You may or may not have the space to share what's on your heart. So I want to extend an invitation to you to connect. The Shades of Trauma Healing now has a Facebook group and the link is posted in the show notes. Feel free to join the group and share what activities you will choose to do. You can also share after you've done it how it went for you. You can submit a prayer request or share whatever you feel comfortable sharing. We will hold space for you and your experience in that group. And as always, you can email me at support at shadesoftraumahealing.com. As you embrace this new week and consider processing your grief, be gentle with yourself and with others. Know that we all experience grief and loss in life and we can all benefit from support. Most of all, know that your God sees every tear. He knows your pain and he holds space for you while offering his comfort and healing. If this podcast encouraged, inspired or taught you something, Do share it with another sister friend who needs support in her healing journey. I would also love for you to go to Apple Podcast right now and leave a review for the show. Thanks for listening. I'm cheering for your healing. Until next week, breathe and be blessed.